Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's Monday here in San Diego. Glad to have you all here with me. I'm always happy to be here. As you know, I'm like my, my gal Peggy calls me a happy warrior. I'm happy in spite of the fact that we still got some of this like May weather going on. We call it May Gray in San Diego. Uh, it's not it's not my my sweet spot. I'm kind of like a lizard. My sweet spot is like on a rock out in the desert getting baked in the sun. But I'm always sunny and happy to share this time with you. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Facebook. I'm spending a lot more time on my page over there because I'm maxed out on friends and my profile. So please go over there and check things out there. Always glad to share the time with my buddy, Paul. Hey, baby. How's it going? How's your weekend? It's My weekend was great. It was actually pretty chill. You know, I was glad to have some time to just relax and kick back. And I watched, I ate way too much crap. I watched way too much crap on TV and just really, really just gave my mind a little bit of a break, Paul. I just really needed it. You? Uh, same kind of thing. Went up to my parents' house, spent Mother's Day with my mom, uh, watched a lot of basketball, got to cook my mom breakfast on Mother's Day, which is great. Oh, awesome. Aren't you sweet? So, uh, yeah, no, I had, had a good time. Just spent some time with family and uh, watch basketball. Awesome. Sounds very unifying. My baby Bo did not cook me breakfast, um, but he he did drop a few treats on my lap during the day. So, hey, that's what my baby Bo does. Uh, we're going to be talking unity on tonight's Andrea K. Show. All kinds of talk about unity. We're coming off a weekend of unity, hopefully around everybody's families and their mamas. Uh, today, Trump is saying, you know what, I guess we don't necessarily have to unify the GOP and the Republican Party. So we're going to be talking to my girl Mona Salama about that, among other topics of unification. Uh, up a little bit on the show. Seems like the FBI might be unifying a little bit more amongst themselves in terms of their investigation and taking it to Hillary. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, Going to be talking a little, you, you know... I always unify around laughs when my girl Della B is on the show. So you're going to want to stay tuned because I got Della B bringing all the laughs and everything going on with Lala up there. Um, So unification. Um, That's been a hot topic for a while. Uh, Many people have said after Trump became the presumptive nominee that it's really his job. It is his role to unify the party. I agree to some extent and I don't. I do think that it is his job as a as the presumptive nominee to sell himself and his position and who he is and his candidacy all day, every day to each and every American, whether they are Republican, whether they're Democrat or independent. I think that that is his job. I think that's the job of every Republican. And and isn't conservatism supposed to be about individual responsibility? So why is not every Republican official out there selling conservatism every day? Why are they not working hard every day for unity among the party? Where have they been? This morning, I was listening to someone that I respect and have respected very much over the years talk about unity because Trump said, you know what? I don't need any of that unity. I don't think we necessarily need unity. Why do we have to unify? And there's some, at first when he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, of course we have to have unity. But then again, it's like as conservatives, why are we trying to bully anybody into how they think? 
was there unity in 2012? Well, according to Britt Hume, Romney earned 93% of the Republican vote, which is interesting to me. I hadn't heard that number before, and it sounds a little high. So you know what? I haven't had a chance to really fact check Britt Hume there, but he still lost. So then Brett Hume goes on to say, you know what? We've got to have addition. We've got to, we've got to not just get the Republican vote out, but we've got to have addition. Well, if that's the case, then I would say, how in the world did anybody like Brett Hume think that Cruz could have won? Because if the message after 2012 coming out from Romney, from the GOP establishment was that the reason why Romney lost, which I absolutely vehemently disagree, as you all know, they said, oh, we didn't get the Hispanic vote. We didn't reach out. We didn't get to a big enough tent out there. We didn't, we didn't get all these other people out there. Well, what has Tr- Trump done? How was Cruz going to do that any better than Trump? And what has Cruz done to be unifying the party? Did Romney get support from some of the same people now who are saying never Trump because Trump is too liberal? Well, wasn't Romney the architect of Obamacare? Wasn't Romney pro-choice back before he decided to have an epiphany on that issue? How many Democrats did Romney give campaign money to? Seems like to me there was a whole lot of unity back in 2012 amongst the GOP. I don't remember going into that primary. Romney was not my guy. I didn't endorse anybody just like I didn't this year. But I can remember there were other conservatives in that primary race. I actually really wanted Newt Gingrich. And I don't remember anybody stomping their feet and saying, and he was clearly to me the most conservative guy in the race. And I don't remember any of these newfound, newly Paul Revere's coming onto the stage, having a hissy fit saying, we got to have Newt. It's either Newt or else. I don't remember that at all. So then Brett Hume goes on to talk about what the strategy has to be is for you have to secure the base first and then you have to work out from there. And I'm thinking, well, when has that ever been the case? When has that ever been the strategy? Romney didn't secure the base. If you look at the Tea Party people, Romney was not a Tea Party candidate. The Tea Party came about after McCain, who was by anybody's measure, a squishy, moderate rhino. So then and then, of course, he loses. And then Obama, I don't have to re-go through that history. You all know that. They've never secured the base, at least not through any actual measurement, any actual work or effort or policy result, they, because they've taken the base for granted. Again, you look at McCain. You look at what happened after the McCain. You look at the Tea Party giving the House to the Republican Party in 2012 and look what happened after that. Then you look at what did they do? Did they learn anything from McCain? And that abysmal campaign? No, they turned right around, gave us Romney, the architect of Obamacare, when many people were saying he can't win going into the general election. There's never been any actual cohesion. And that's one of the things that I was saying after 2012. I said, we, and I had Ron Nearing on my show, and I said a couple of things to him. I said, we must coalesce around, what we need to coalesce around is an actual platform of conservatism. Instead of what we do is we're not, we're not pushing any clear, cohesive agenda. Then it's, well, we've got to have this moderate, and we try to push him in to what the image is of us. And at the time, I was saying, you know what? This is, Trump has not destroyed the GOP. Trump has not destroyed the republic. He has not changed the ideology of what the Republican Party is about. They, they, they changed it, and they failed us for decades now. So for decade, for for actually about 10 years now, for almost a decade, I have been saying maybe what we need to do, especially after Romney, I was saying maybe what we need to do is take our party back through a third party push. And I don't remember at that time 
any of these today's versions, a lot of which I've been friends with since 2012 on Facebook, didn't hear any of them wanting to push for a third party back then. Now I'm hearing a lot of third party talk right now when it's almost too little, too late to do that. And one reason why is because, as as you all know, I had for a long time a person on my show who was a part of Gary Johnson's campaign, and she educated everybody to the fact that both parties, which are now really one party, the Republican Party and the Dems, have written the election rules in a way that really makes a third party not viable. I guess the Republican Party after the convention or during the convention could decide that they, want it, that they want to change the rules for themselves suddenly upon an epiphany, but I don't see that happening. So before we go to a break, I want to read you some words from Andrew Breitbart four years ago and what he had to say about unity. He said, you want a unity speech? I'll give you a unity speech. He says, I don't care who our candidate is, and I haven't since the beginning of this. I haven't. He says, ask not what a candidate can do for you. Ask what you can do for the candidate. And that's what the Tea Party is. We are there to confront them on behalf of our candidate. I will march behind whoever our candidate is, because if we don't, we lose. There are two paths. There are two paths. One is America, and the other one is Occupy. And when I walk through CPAC, or when I travel the United States to meet people in the Tea Party who care, black, white, gay, and straight, anyone who is willing to stand next to me to fight the progressive left, I will be in that bunker. And if you're not in that bunker because you're not satisfied with this candidate, more than shame on you, you're on the other side. And speaking of the other side, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Mona Salama about this and other topics. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E Want to start living better longer? Levita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, Levita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LevitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Hi, my name is Colin Fokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Fokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Fokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll 
credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you here with me. I'm super excited to have my next guest. It's been a while since, um, actually, I became friends with her doing another show, America Trends. Y'all know I fill in for Dr. Gina sometimes when she's away, and I met this amazing gal, Mona Salama, over there. And it's, so it's been a while that I've been interviewing over there, and then I'm like, why have I not had Miss Mona on the Andrea K Show? So, Miss Mona Salama, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hey, what's going on? Well, what's going on, girl, is it's supposed to all be about unity right now. And um, Donald Trump says, you know what? I'm not sure that that, that there has to ha- be unity in the GOP. He And, you know, first when I heard him say that, I was like, what are you saying? Of course we have to have unity. But then you get inside of his argument a little bit and it kind of makes sense because he's saying, I, I am where I am in this race and in this campaign, because I've stood for a few issues that are resonating with the American people, whether they're Republican, whether they're Democrat or they're independent, and the manner in which I have been putting forth those policies has resonated, and that's why I'm leading. Why should I change what I'm doing? Do you agree or disagree with him? No, I agree with him 100%. You know, you look at past polls when they talk about unity. Like four years ago, Mitt Romney was favored to have 65% of believing that he was going to unite the Republican Party. Look what happened. You look at what happened in 2008 with John McCain, same exact number, 64, 65%. Look what happened. Right. And, and you look at Trump, he only has a favor of uniting the party with 38%. But if you like going forward, it's between him against a career politician that is so lost and such a flip-flopper. God knows what's going to happen from now until November. Right. So. And, when, and when we look at a third party, I'm glad you brought up 08 and 2012 because before the break in my open, I was talking about 08 and 2012 and I was talking about the fact that n- there is no way, if the argument from the Never Trump people is that, and by and large to generalize that it's that he's too liberal, he's to me, he's at least as conservative, if not more, than our candidate in 08 and our candidate in 2012. And I don't remember a Never Romney movement like this except from the Ron Paul support Supporters. I don't remember this. And I don't remember. I was one of the first people years ago who was talking about maybe maybe the Republican Party left us a long time ago, Mona. We didn't. Leave. It's not Trump's fault. The state of the Republican Party is not his fault, nor is it the fault of, of, of the Trump supporters. And so I was asking a few years ago, maybe we needed to launch a third party then and burn a few elections. It's too late for that. Both parties have written the rules to keep a third party from being viable. Reagan said we don't need a third party. We need a revitalized Republican. Republican Party. And I'm glad to see people like Jindal and others who are saying basically, as Jindal said it today, he said um, the second worst thing we could do in November, uh, better only than electing um, Donald, uh, 
I can't run you to get reading glasses. Electing Donald mm-hmm. Trump would be the second worst thing we could do in November. Better only than beat than electing Hillary Clinton to serve as the third term of Obama's uh, radical policies. We need that. We do need to come together, and it should not all be on Donald Trump's shoulders to do that. The Republican Party. The one thing where Jindal missed me today is that he did not go on to describe why it would be better than Hillary. He has not mentioned Benghazi. He has not mentioned the email scandal. He has not mentioned the Clinton Foundation and all these people like Romney and the Bushes and Ryan who are withholding their support of uh, Trump are the very same people who have led us to where we are today. They are the ones who have abandoned their conservative voters and they are the ones who should be doing what they, they are more critical of Trump than they ever were with Hillary. They need to be doing their part to, to unite the party, correct? Yeah, you look at like um, Bobby Jindal, you look at Rick Perry, you look at um, Rand Paul, all, you know, past um, rivals of Donald Trump. And they remember they all signed the agreement saying that if I was not to become the nominee, I'm going to support the eventual nominee. Now you have people like Jeb Bush and Lindsey Graham, the so-called, oh, I'm Republican, but they're more for um, Democratic than like Hillary Clinton, um, trying to like condemn Donald Trump because Donald Trump came out of nowhere and made them, you know, much more loser than they are right now. Right. I mean, you look at the very the very fact that they all made this pledge. They're all looking down their nose at, at Trump as though he's this the, he's the immoral guy in the race when they just went back on their own word. They just proved every one of them who did that proved, it, especially the Bushes. Jeb Bush is the guy who gave Hillary Clinton the Freedom Award after she left four Americans to die in Benghazi. I've been talking bad about it. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to say it. I've been talking bad about the Bushes and bad about Jeff Jeb now for years. They're the ones who are disloyal. They're the ones who are, who are, are the problem here. And let's talk a little bit about Paul Ryan. If you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. Show, and I'm talking to Mona Salama. Uh, Paul Ryan got himself in, into some hot water. Uh, you posted earlier on Facebook, he got into hot water when he said he just didn't think he could support uh, Donald Trump, even though he's supposed to be representative of, uh, as Speaker of the House, of all Republicans, including the millions who voted for Trump. Well, you posted earlier that he says that he'll follow Donald Trump, right, if Trump says he doesn't want him to be the head of the convention anymore? Yeah, um, basically, he um, announced, you know, Donald Trump went on a phrase and said that, like, if, you know, Paul, um, well, I'm thinking of Rand Paul, um, Speaker Ryan said that he doesn't want to, um, you know, fully endorse me. He's like the third top, you know, Republican leader. He doesn't want to endorse me. I'm going to find a way to get rid of him as chair of the RNC because you can't trust him as much as you could throw him. Right. And in fact, yeah, you know, a lot of Paul Ryan is coming back to the fore. You know, here is a guy who couldn't even beat laughing jackal Joe Biden in a debate in 2012. Looked like the idiot. Just looked like a complete fool in that debate with Joe Biden. And and Mm -hmm. he's and he's sitting back acting like, you know, he has the right to be judging anybody in terms of their electability and going into the presidential. Paul Ryan, you are responsible in huge part for why we have Obama, because that election was winnable. And you and Romney took the conservatives for granted and you took that campaign win for granted. And on top of it, learning a little bit more about Ryan, for those who don't know, I didn't even know about this. Did you know, Mona, that, yeah. that it was back in 2012 that Mitt, uh, that Ryan sold stocks uh, in U.S. banks on the same exact day that he attended a confidential meeting where top level officials disclosed the sector was heading for a deep crisis. I mean, you know, this is he was a supporter of the TARP bailout. He's got this guy. Uh, Paul Nalen, who's a Wisconsin's, mm-hmm. 
Wisconsin businessman who's challenging him, who says, you know, hey, this Paul Nalen guy is a Wisconsin businessman. He's the real deal. He says, I started out supporting Ryan. I nailed signs and yards for him. I campaigned for him because I thought he was somebody who was going to represent the, the first district of Wisconsin properly. Then he finds out stuff like Paul Ryan and um, insider trading, which was legal at the time, but now it's not. But he's looking at that and, and other things and the, and the TPP and the TPA, Trans-Pacific Partnership and all that. And he's going, wait a second. I'm, he starts to connect the dots between the fact that we've got this Paul Ryan who's saying one thing and pretending to be a conservative and pretending to care about workers and jobs. And then he's doing these shady deals um, with uh, stocks and with the TPP. And he says, you know what? I got I to gotta take this guy out. He's a liar. He's betrayed the party. And on top of it, this guy Nealon has been down on the border and says that Paul Ryan's, quote, continued support of illegal immigration and imported workers are one of the main reasons now why he's challenging him in Wisconsin. Do you think he can beat Ryan? Well, he just got Sarah Palin's endorsement, and I know her super PAC is very well-funded. And it all depends on what happens in that meeting on Thursday between um, Ryan Priebus, um what's his name, Paul Ryan, and Donald Trump. If, you know, this is supposed to be like a negotiation table, this is like we're talking Donald Trump's talk right now. So we'll see what happens. Knowing Trump, he's going to come out the bigger band. And Paul Ryan's going to come out like a little boy, like he did just earlier today, saying that I will listen to him. I will mm-hmm. bow down like a little puppy, and I would do whatever he says because we know that Trump is going to be the president. Well, you know what? That and says a lot. for his job. Well, yeah, he's, he's trying to petition for his job now, and I think it says a lot. I think it says a lot about Trump who um, ha- and the will and the skill that Trump has to go up against the establishment in a way like nothing we have ever seen before. Nayland talks about uh, Ryan and says, I'm a manufacturing guy and I'm an inventor and I started my life on the factory floor. This was a guy who worked his way up, brought I don't know how many jobs back to Wisconsin from Mexico. So he says, you know, getting a little bit more in about Ryan, he says he after uh, the TPP deal that went through and then he investigates the stocks, he starts to do it a little bit more digging into public records and says 83 percent of Paul Ryan's campaign funding comes from outside of Wisconsin's first district where he's supposed to represent. And 65 percent of his funding comes straight from Washington, D.C. And he gets even deeper into it and says that it's all about big business and big banks and that he is just deep in the establishment. We must have And Cruz couldn't make the case. All Republican voters now know we must have somebody who can go up against these deeply entrenched, bought and paid for GOP establishment types. And I think Trump just proved he can with his little takedown of Ryan. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. And then if you go back into 2012, he couldn't even win his own home state. You know, the election when um, the 2012 election. So if and then you look at the race, how it played out, only like. 150,000 people came out to vote for him in 2014. Mm-hmm. So if he really has a good sewer pack and we'll see what happens on Thursday and if Trump is really pissed off and decides to endorse him, you know, Trump got over like, I think about 400,000 votes that in that Wisconsin primary. So a lot of things can be playing out and it can shift toward that um, 
Or Na- how do you say his name? Nayland. Well, I Nayland, think, yeah. Well, one of the reasons why there's Nayland has picked up a whole lot of support because this isn't just about Wisconsin. Paul Ryan is the Speaker of the House of Representatives, and Nayland goes down to the border. And remember, Trump rose to the top, number one on it, rose to the top immediately on immigration. So Nayland goes down to the border and works with the Border Patrol. And who is the Border Patrol primarily endorsing? Not Ted Cruz, who's who's <laughs> who's from Texas, but Donald mm-hmm. Trump. And he says, we could secure the border in 72 hours. We just don't have the political will to do so. And he goes on to talk about how, and I'm sure you know that Paul Ryan passed the $1.1 trillion omnibus spending bill that not only did not secure the border, but also funded all of Obama's Muslim immigration programs, which uh, the Muslims being brought here, I don't know if you know this, Salama. They're getting like, I think I think it costs like $60,000 a year for us to support these people from the jobs to the housing to everything. And that's what Paul Ryan did. And he did it after San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. And what about like funding, you know, the illegals that come here and want to pass the DREAM Act? And I, could, I can't even get like financial aid for me as a grad student. I had to pay out of pocket. And we can't even help our own American people. We can't even help our own vets. We, and we're just funding, you know, illegal immigrants. They're not paying their taxes. They get welfare. They work as well. And we pay for their subsidies or their housing and everything on top of that. Um, right. And that know, was all in Paul Ryan's omnibus bill. And, and, mm-hmm. included, and that was all included in the TPP and the TPA. In fact, I reported, I did a whole show on the TPA and the TPP last fall, I think it was. And I talked about all the behind the scenes shenanigans that Ted Cruz was involved in, in making sure that the TPA and the TPP, the TPA gave uh, authority to Obama for the TPP, that included stuff like the H-1B visas that had Disney workers down in Florida having to train their foreign replacements and a lot of other stuff behind the scenes. And then Cruz magically comes out and votes against the TPP afterwards after he already got the inclusions in there that he wanted. So he was able to play both sides of the fence. Ted Cruz was also, back in 2014, argued on behalf of bringing Syrian refugees here. Somebody said to me on my show, well, that was before San Bernardino happened. Well, you know, should he not have known? I have been arguing for a decade. We can look and see what's happened in Europe with how the Muslim immigrants have taken over that continent. We now, um, when I come back from the break, we're going to talk about London's new Muslim mayor over there. Europe is gone. How did Ted Cruz not know that? We, everybody who's an elected official should have seen this coming and should have been calling a halt to anybody coming from those countries. And in fact, Ted Cruz only shifted his position slightly on the Syrian refugees, saying, well, we can't bring them here from countries that where ISIS is under substantial control. That's crazy. We got to have somebody. I'm loving this guy, Neelan, because he gets it. He gets how the immigration issues, like Trump, he gets the fact that the immigration issues are tied to the economic issues and we got to have somebody who's willing to go up against the establishment. I'm loving this Nayland guy and mm-hmm. I'm loving what he's about and I'm hoping he's going to take down Ron, uh, uh, Ryan. And we got about 30 seconds left. What's your final thoughts on all this, Mona? Um, going back into this whole Paul Ryan and this whole Never Trump movement, I, just, I, I, I can't, how can anyone with a straight face announce to the world that they're for Hillary they hate Trump after years of criticizing her, criticizing Obama for their political careers. They talk bad about Trump, talk about he's a flip-flopper, he's this, he's that. But they're doing the same exact thing they hate Trump for. Yep. Pop meat kettle. 
Where can people find you, Miss Mona? Uh, Twitter at Mona Salama underscore and Facebook Mona Salama. Thank you so much for being here, Miss Mona. It's about time. All right. Have a great have a great rest of your day, sweetie. All right. We're going to come back. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Della B. Don't change that dial, folks. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com. P-O-K-A-L-A-Law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. 
glad to have y'all here with me. Thank you to Mona Salama for coming on the show. Isn't her New York accent just absolutely adorbs? I just think she's so cute, so smart, and she's also part of Politichick. So find her on Twitter, follow her on Facebook. She's just super cool, and I agree with her on everything. You know who's not cool is Hillary Clinton, okay? And um, I'm thinking that the FBI is kind of unifying around her because, against her, because her staffers have already been, oh, y'all know that music. Here I was going to talk about Hillary, who's not cool, but I'm glad that I can change the subject and talk about Miss Della. Hey, Della. Hey there, baby. So how are things going? It's going good. It's interesting. What and is, you know, we don't Lama? Have, we don't- yeah, it's interesting. I almost oh, spit my interesting. coffee out. All right, go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, we don't have to change the subject. We can talk about Hillary a little bit cause, because Harlem-born rapper Azealia Banks, Okay. she's been tweeting. Oh, has she? <laughs> she has. All right. She can't stand that Hillary. Is that right? She's, that's right. She says that she's been groomed for the presidency. She's just another establishment robot here to carry out an agenda. Hillary talks to black people as if we're children or pets. Well, yeah, you know what? (laughs) That's some low-hanging fruit there I could go with. Um, (laughs) Speaking of pets, Chelsea, anyway. um, Yeah, you know, I mean, that's just so true about the left and and Hillary. I mean, that's that's what they've, they've always done. They talk down to people. They talk down to everybody like that. There was an ABC show that was done. I don't know if you saw this to where they talked about country folk being just a bunch of, you know, illiterate Uh, idiots, you know, and that that's that's just what they do. They talk down to everybody, not just the African-American community. I think it's just high time that the African-American community, at least some of them, kind of wised up to it that they've been talked down to and treated like pets and dogs. They've been, you know, uh, they've been on the plantation. They've been treated like property. Mm-hmm. But now, Azealia, she, she, she makes no bones about the fact that there's a lot about this country she's unhappy with, and she hates fat, or white, fat white Americans. She <laughs> gladly admits that she's, she's racist. She says it's part of the American culture. And she, but she has tweeted out, I really want Donald Trump to win the election. Bernie Sanders, Sanders hasn't any, got any clout. Trump is an a-hole, but he's not <laughs> been groomed, and he wants the U.S. to be lavish. Well, you know what? There's some truth to that. There's some wisdom behind that rap gal, although I've never heard her music. But I might have to tune in and hear a little bit of her rap lyrics. Because you know what? If you go back to Rapper's Delight, genius has always been in rap music. Um, My chicken tastes like wood. I don't know if you remember that rap song. It's a classic. Um, But she's telling some truth there because for all of his... Um, brashness in his in his crappy remarks. I, I can't say the a-hole word here on radio, but right. yeah, he's got a little bit of the a-holery going on with him, but at least behind that is some genuineness. He well, is her- coming out of the private, he's right. coming out of the private sector. He's right. not like Paul Ryan. I just did a whole segment with Mona Salama talking about the insider mm-hmm. trading and how all the mm-hmm. backroom deals and the big money, and they're all lying, going out into their districts and telling people what they want to hear. We've got all mm-hmm. these people that are acting as though Trump is just destroyed the Republican Party uh, and the conservative movement. It's like, Excuse when was the me, last they, time the conservative, uh, when was the last time the Republican Party was conservative? Uh, I, you know what? I've been I've been aggravated with the Republican Party since, since Dole Kemp. Mm. Bob Dole. It has been so long since, I mean, that was who was handed to us because it was his turn. Right. His turn. I don't want to hear about no GOP. 
Well, she yeah. Some, yeah. She oh, said I was, one more thing. Go ahead. She said when her her fans twittered at her because they were twittered all upset. <laughs> Trump is blatantly blatantly racist, and she African American Azealia. She said, "So am I. Racism is sewn into the fabric of our nation." Well, I disagree with her there. I don't think racism is sewn into the fabric of our nation. I think that people, uh, as part of human nature, put people into categories and they stereotype. And they, you know, if you, you look at the comments or hear any of the comments, you go sit in a restaurant or a bar on a Friday night and hear what men are saying about women. Okay. Right. So, you know, there's that. that's just what, what a lot of humans do is they find, mm-hmm. they find uh, something in it. They're looking for something that they can criticize and it's easy mm-hmm. if they can catch if they can make it be about something that's a part of their exterior, whether it's their skin color or their how heavy they are, or whether or not they're pretty, you know, or whatever. I mean, that's, you know, so I, I just think that that's just a part of the human condition. But, you know, I, I, hey, you know, at, at least that's a different take on it. Because remember, Eric Holter said we needed to have a conversation about race. Well, hey, you know what? Maybe we're going to have an honest one. At least well, she's saying that everybody's racist. She says that PC, that being PC is bad for culture. It is bad for culture, well, and that's you know, one of the I things that's great for little, Trump. I think Azealia has, like, a character going on here. She's figure out, I, I, you know, she's she's a smart girl underneath. She knows how to... She knows how to get some ideas out there. I don't necessarily agree with her, but at least she's she's uh, illiterate. Well, at, at least she's at, well, at least she's honest because the reality is, like I just said, I don't know that everybody's racist in the sense of, according to the traditional term, which is you just dislike people because of a certain skin color. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there is just something in human nature that says that you're going to group people together and you know because it's easy. To to pick on on some, you know, something exterior or whatever. I'm not art, speaking of articulate. I'm not articulating it very well. But there are a whole lot of Americans that dislike people just on the basis of their skin color or how they look or their religion or their creed or whatever. And the utopian liberal mindset is that you can somehow legislate that away as though you can somehow through and that's what what they're doing to business is they're trying to. Um, through the jackboot of regulations, trying to regulate all of that out of the business world. And you can't mm-hmm. just like you can't get it out of the schools. You can't get it out of everywhere. And it's just a, it's a false. And then what ends up happening is the left ends up treating people unequally under the false guise of equality. You know, one of the things we're supposed to learn when we when we're born is that, you know, things aren't equal and aren't fair. If it was, I would have been born a Rockefeller or, you know, I'd be six feet tall and I would have been a runway model. You know what I mean? I would have looked like Naomi Campbell, you know, not myself. So, you know, but that's that's so much of 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 what it's about. I'm digging that so many celebrities, though, are getting behind Trump. And the reason why I'm digging it is because I do think he's breaking through some barriers. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Trump breaking barriers, and also the former Bruce Jenner, now known as Caitlin, she is going to appear on the, the a summer edition of Sports Illustrated wearing nothing but the flag and her gold medal. Okay. How PC of you, by the way, to refer to Bruce as her, but go on. She, well... You know, I, I'm I, I'm just going with with the identity there, which is fine. I, I, it's just a little word. It's just got three letters, so I, I'm okay with that. But you know, Bruce got this gold medal, which he claims that he's been hiding in the bottom of his makeup drawer for many years because he didn't want his children to feel like they couldn't live up to his standards. 
So he's, but that that time in his life when he won the gold medal and set the world record for the decathlon, it was a great time in his life. But to be honest, it's it's an even greater time in my life right now with what I'm trying to accomplish. That's what Bruce says. Now, listen, I'm not having a problem with the fact that a transgender is going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I'm having a problem with why a 66-year-old person is being on the cover of a Sports <laughs> Illustrated. Well, see, this is what I was talking earlier. You know, these, these are the categories we put people in, and we kind of get a little negative based upon a certain area. And in this case, it might be somebody's age. You tell me what's wrong with a 66-year-old being on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Well, this is well, an I icon. I think that there's going to be so much air airbrushing going on uh. that, you know, that uh, I just don't want to see that. Well, all right. Well, he's going to have certain because things going, covered with you know, the flag. It's not going to be a real sixty. It's not going to be real sixty-six-year-old on the cover. It's going to be somebody that's pulled and pushed and everything. But you know what? It's not a real woman either. He and, and you know this is this is a man, okay, who decided, you know, come on, he decided that he wanted to be a woman. That's never going to happen. His DNA is never going to make him a woman. He's had his forehead shaved. He's had cheek implants put in. He's got more fillers done in his face than I've got in the cracks in my driveway. So the whole thing is a sham, okay? You know, come on, Della. Yeah. Now listen. Last Real quick, week, we one minute left. Okay, last week, he's, he, uh, Bruce slash Caitlin, he, she, and I'm not being derogatory, um, said that Donald Trump told, told her that she could pee anywhere she wanted in Trump facility. So I'm going to take a pee in the ladies' room. Thank you, Donald. I appreciate it. Okay. And um, yeah, you know, that's his business. That's his business. If he's proud, you know, maybe he can put a plaque of it up. Maybe he can put a video on YouTube. I say that's cool for him. The problem we've got in North Carolina is what happened down there. And we're going to talk a little bit. we got to go to a break in a minute. We come back. We're going to talk about what's going on with that because the governor down there filed a lawsuit against the DOJ. What's at the heart of it is about businesses having the right to do whatever they want to do. If Donald Trump wants to set up his restroom, for transgender or whatever, cool on him. The businesses in North Carolina ought to have a right to do that themselves. Thank you, Della, for being here. Love you. Mwah. All right. Bye, baby. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about North Carolina and what's going on with that lawsuit. We're going to pick it up where we were started before Della called in with Hillary and the FBI. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. 
Hi, my name is Kalyan Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170 and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 you're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Key endorsements for Trump. We've got Jen Dahl and Azealia Banks. I'm going to have to Google her, see what music she's talking about. We were talking to Della uh, before the break, and one of the things that came up with this whole bathroom controversy. Um, hey, tr- whatever Trump wants to do with his bathrooms in Trump Tower, hey, if he wants to bring Caitlyn Jenner there, cool. Caitlyn gave an endorsement to Trump. You know what? So he let her, he let Shim use his restroom. It's cool. Pat McCrory, who's the North Carolina governor, he's suing the DOJ over the the bathroom law situation. And, and I guess I was glad that I got to see a judge Napolitano this morning talking about this because I'm not an attorney and I don't really know all the ins and outs. Um, I guess what happened here to give a little history is Charlotte passed an ordinance that businesses had to have separate bathrooms for those who had, had, I guess, Napolitano called it a current perception of gender that was different than how they were really born. Okay. And then the North Carolina legislature said that they didn't, that they didn't like Charlotte telling private business owners what to do with their private property. This is about businesses and private property on top of states' rights. So then the DOJ came in because of the Civil Rights Act in 1964 that did include gender. But what it did not include was LBGT rights, according to Napolitano. And um, Napolitano was saying that the feds don't have a say in telling people what to do with their, their private property, so it's it's what's happening now is the DOJ will say it's a gender issue. So it does fit the civil rights. Basically, we've got a clash over a 50 year old statute that came about before the gay rights movement, according to Napolitano. And I say exactly. This is an example of progress. This is a clear example of whatever you think of transgender, LBGT and any of that stuff. What's happening here is the left you know, we, we've been talking throughout the show about the conservative party. There hasn't been a conservative party. The Republican Party has allowed the left to drag us so far left. We've lost ground everywhere. And now we're supposedly expecting 
to just suddenly magically turn this country back into what it was before? We're having to argue with people as to what a gender is in this country on top of the fact that we're now having to fight for constitutional rights. Where has the Republican Party been? Brett Hume is saying this is that he said Paul Ryan is the face of the conservative movement and conservative party that we already talked about what he did. Giving our country away to Muslims and in, who want to come here from, from ISIS countries and, and destroy us. We can't even afford it, even if they did want to come here and destroy us in the open borders and the TPA and the TPP. And let's talk about what the, what the Republican Party has allowed to happen to the very fabric of our principles and our values and our constitution. There's no Republican Party. They haven't been a conservative party in decades, if they ever were. They're, they're, they're allowing the party of science now to tell us, you know, it, when it comes to this bathroom thing, they're not even making any kind of cogent argument whatsoever. They're expecting Trump to unify the GOP. When were they unified around a platform of anything? They're not even unified against Hillary. No, the Republican Party is far more unified in trying to take down Trump, as well as a lot of, of the Cruz supporters. I say we need to follow at this point what Reagan said. We need to revitalize Republican Party, not a third party at this point. It's too late. And there's too many people now that I'm kind of frustrated with that have been nowhere. I, when I started my radio show, it's because I said that I was a Mark Lynn con- conservative because I read Liberty and Tyranny a long time ago, long before Cruz or anybody, any of this stuff hit the fan. And he called for regular Republicans to get out there, get into our education system, get into our media, get into every aspect of society, into private organizations like the girl in the Boy Scouts, because that's where the left was. You control the message and you control minds. And that's where the left has. That's why 50 years after the civil rights movement, we're now in a battle over what the heck a gender is, because the Republican Party has been nowhere with conservatism. Nowhere putting forth a cohesive platform or selling it anywhere. They haven't done it in any area of the party, either on the floor of Congress, the halls of Congress, or in our education system, our media, anywhere. And that's why I started doing the show to try to to try to do what little bit I could as one little voice on, on the part of conservatism. And then I got so many people that, that are attacking me and calling me nasty names because I didn't endorse Cruz or I'm not pushing for a third party now. And I'm saying, where were you when I was pushing for a third party a long time ago? Some, I, I put it on Facebook yesterday. I asked a question, who should or would Trump pick as his VP? So many great comments. In fact, so many people posted, you have to go to my Facebook, so much I can't even read. So many people posted great suggestions for his entire cabinet. We, that's what we need to do. We need to coalesce around, like Breitbart said, and say, how can we help our nominee? How can we help our candidate? How can we all unify together and lift him up? Help him come up with a cabinet as well as a VP choice. Put pressure on Trump. Put pressure on everybody within the party to get back to constitutional conservatism. Instead of continuing the division and continuing to fight with each other over it and trying to act as though we can now, three months before November, try to launch, you know, at the end of the convention, because there's a lot of people who are thinking Cruz is still going to come in and try to, you know, take it at that point. It's too late for a third party at this point. And we cannot let Hillary Clinton take the White House in November. It's like Jindal said, we don't know everything that Trump would do, but we do know what Hillary Clinton would do because we know what she's done. We know that she 
was a part of the foreign policy of Barack Obama, a key part of it that has allowed for the rise of radical Islam all over the world and left four Americans to die. We know she violated the Espionage Act with the email scandal. We know that she, as a part of the Clinton Foundation, have, have perpetrated the greatest charity fraud in the world. We know she is a socialist. We know she wants to complete Barack Obama's transformation. In no way in this world can anybody even possibly think that Donald Trump is a socialist. There is no way, even if, even if Trump was exactly the same as Hillary on policy and he's not, you, the, the, the equal or possibly worse movement, until I say to you, until you can convince me that he's done what I just described, that he launched an illegal gun running operation to arm our terrorists and our enemy, left four Americans to die and launched a cover up over it lied, looked in the eyes of those family members of lied until you can convince me that Trump did that. You can't convince me that he's the same or worse than Hillary. And the hashtag never forget Benghazi people are now acting as though some bankruptcies that Trump was involved in are somehow equal or worse than Benghazi. We need a revitalized Republican Party. Today, and uh, Mark's, we've got a California primary coming up in a month. Open voting began today. Still open registration. If you live in California, you have until May 23rd to go down here in San Diego. The registrar's office is over in Kearney May, so you can go down. You have up until the 23rd to register. I think it's a partly closed primary. If you are an independent, I think you can vote in the Democrats, but not in the Republican Party. It gets really confusing. But this race is not over. People, you know, here in California are excited about the fact that for the first time, our voices kind of matter. Yes, Trump is the presumptive nominee, but it's not over till we get to 1,237 delegates. On June 7, Craig Sewing and I will be anchoring KCBQ's coverage that night down at Golden Hall from 6 to 9 p.m. So if you're in the San Diego area, come join us down there. Come say hi to me and Craig. We're going to be on that night. I'm going to be on tomorrow night right here, Tuesday night. 8 p.m. here on AM 1170 KCBQ. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. Friend me on Facebook. Go to my Facebook page over there. Love joining the conversation with you guys. I kind of think overall, when I asked that question about VP, I kind of think if I had to say, I didn't count it up totally, but I really think that Alan West actually probably got more, the more people wanted to see Alan West. I'm thinking that um, Susanna Martinez, for me, in Arizona, the governor of Arizona, would probably be my pick because I think it it is, I, I think so much about Trump is about not being clearly able to label him as a Republican. He breaks through a lot of barriers. And when I saw her speak in re- the Republican convention in 2012, about how she had been a Democrat because she just, that label, her family had been Democrats and that's what the label was. But then she went to lunch with some people and started talking strictly on policies. And she says, hot dang, we're Republicans. I think she's fabulous. I think you're all fabulous. Hot dang, I love you all. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Mona Salama. Thank you, Della B. Have a great night, everybody. See me right out of that sunset. I'm Before I leave, I have two words to say. Uh, do not listen to the uh, Andrea K. Show. Uh, Obama out. Wait a second. That wasn't two words. That was eight words. Don't listen to him. Listen to the Andrea K. Show Monday and Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. right here on AM 1170. The answer. Uh, uh.
I'm so in love with me.